When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast with me, Newcastle United editor Aaron Stokes, and I'm joined this week once again by John Gibson for another episode of Let's Talk About. Now, usually on these Let's Talk About episodes, we divulge about one player and we go into lots of depth about them. This week, we're going to do something slightly different and we're going to talk about a range of fringe players on the cusp of that Newcastle United first team and whether they've got a future on Tyneside or not. Now, John, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. By the time this goes out, either tonight or on Thursday, the situation could look very different. But at the moment, it looks like Alan St. Maximum is on his way out and there's no better place to start than talking about the Frenchman. Now, it's something that I've spoke about on the podcast before and and it's something that I I find really interesting. But when Amanda Stavely sat down for her first interview as co-owner of Newcastle, the Chronicle went and spoke to her and interviewed her. And one of the first questions they asked her was, are you going to build a team around Alan St. Maximum? And we're not even two years down the line and already, you know, it looks like he's yeah. leaving. How how interesting is, is it to see that he was once the main man at Newcastle United and now, seemingly, I know he splits opinion, but it looks like, you know, there's a majority of fans that might actually say, OK, now's the time to sell him. Yeah, um, it's quite startling, isn't it? And in a lots of ways, it epitomises how Newcastle have changed so quickly from the Steve Bruce, Mike Ashley era to the Saudi owners, Amanda, the Rubens and Eddie Howe. We have moved on a pace and this, this, um, this whole podcast really is about the people that have been overtaken by events, if you like, but still maybe have a future at Newcastle. I mean, with Maxi, it's quite incredible because under Bruce, he wasn't just plan A, he was plan A, B, C and D. He was the only plan in town, was give the ball to Maxi, whether he was on the edge of our penalty area or the halfway line, and then just let him loose and see what he might or might not be able to do. He's gone from that to being a bench player, effectively, at the end of last season. You know, the impact sub, if you like. And now, possibly, probably, not possibly, probably, going out the club. Now, it's changed things enormously. And we saw the writing on the wall towards the end of last season when, you know, I mean, I love Eddie Howe because he's great about everybody. He, he says the most wonderful things about the player just before he disappears. He did it with Shelby, he did it with Wood, he's done it with Maxi, he's done it with everybody because he's nice to people and that's good. That is the Good man management. But the writing's been on the wall for Maxi because <clears throat> remember when Dan Ashworth, uh, Aaron, was first appointed, one of the first things he said, and it was a little bit of an eye-opener because, ooh, is this, are you opening the, a window on reality? He said, the way you are these days with financial fair play, you've got to trade. Sometimes you've got to sell a big player to get potentially a bigger player 
through the door because you've got to have money coming in as well as money going out. And when you look at Newcastle, that being the case, right now, who would make good money for Newcastle? Obviously, Maxi, who would make around 30 million with all the bits and bobs added to the deal, it would be about 30 million. Darlow is only going to make about 5 million when, when he goes to one of his many suitors. Ryan Fraser, about the same. Hayden, Hendrick, Peanuts, Manquillo, Peanuts. We got rid of Wood and Shelby because Nottingham Forest were out there. And um, it's a wonder they're not in for Maxine, they're in for everybody. <laughs> but um, no, it's um, Maxie's the only one that can give us a decent return in terms of cash. And the simple question we're all faced with now is is Harvey Barnes, because we know that's who we're really talking about here as the guy coming in. I mean, he's desperate to come here. Uh, how wants him here? But the financial setup, the fee is the problem. Now, this unlocks the door for Bonds to come in. Now, is that a good deal for Newcastle? Maxi out and Bonds in. In Eddie Howe's mind, it is. He, he says quite rightly he's got a right to say what he thinks. He doesn't want Maxi to go, but he didn't want Chris Wood to go and he went. And he didn't want Shelby to go and he went. You've got to get rid to bring in. And I honestly think that Harvey Barnes is an upgrade on Maxi. Why? Mainly because he's more consistent. Mm -hmm. He's less injury prone. <clears throat> he doesn't pick up a lot of injuries. He plays an awful lot of games. He works hard going backwards as well as forwards, which Maxi doesn't. Maxi goes one way. Mm -hmm. or he goes sideways as well as forward. But he doesn't <laughs> go backwards, that's for certain. And Harvey Barnes does. And I think he's more consistent. I mean, the thing with Maxi is, <clears throat> on a good day, he's sensational. Manchester City last season up here, sensational. Mm -hmm. The game afterwards, the goalie, he got to rescue us at Wolves. Terrific, wonderful volley. But he then has frustrating days, and a lot of them. And Harvey Barnes doesn't. He, he's more consistent. So it's always a matter of opinion. Players like uh, Maxi will always divide opinion. We've had that before. Hatton Ben Arthur divided opinion. Lauren Robert divided opinion. Um, because ball players do. Because on a good day, they look sensational. On a bad day, they're frustrating as heck. Yeah. And, and I think Harvey Barnes is more the um, Eddie Howe type of player, as I think Anthony Gordon is, than, than Maxi is. Maxi on a great day is wonderful. But he, he only has them every so often and he has a lot of very frustrating days at the same time. And that's not being nasty to the guy because he's going out because he has given me some wonderful moments to treasure when he's been at his scintillating absolute best. Yeah. But he's not always at that. Well, he isn't, is he? And, and that's, I made a point about this on Twitter last night when, when people were sort of quite disappointed by Harvey Barnes coming in to replace Maxi, and I can't really get my head around that. I think one of the reasons maybe is that, you know, I was speaking to one of the fans on, on the podcast we did on Monday, and they were saying, that if we're going to get rid of Maxi, it needs to be a real upgrade. It needs to be someone like Chiesa from Juventus. It needs to be someone like, you know, Kovica from Napoli. It needs to be one of these 
big statement signings. But actually, when you actually boil down at the stats of Harvey Barnes, he scores more goals. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The assists are about the same. As you've mentioned, he plays a lot more minutes. I think he's played... 2,600 more minutes than Maxi in the Premier League and he only made his debut about four or five months before. Yeah. There's a lot of positives there for Harvey Barnes and I think you look at what Eddie Howe's done with some of these Newcastle players, especially the young English players, Joe Willick especially, now on the cusp of an England call-up and I think you could see the same with Harvey Barnes but just going back to Maxi, Eddie Howe has been ultra consistent, he's been, you know, from day one, he said it on the last day of the season at Chelsea, he said it at the weekend. He said, I want Alan St. Maximum to stay. I love Maxi. And yes, they're talking about FFP and Newcastle needing to sell, but you get the feeling that if Maxi wanted to stay, he would. Why for you, John, is it that it looks like he's going to go? Because he's still got the back of most of the fans. Is it just because of the money that gets thrown around the Saudi League? Is it because he wants a new challenge? I mean... It's a big step to leave a club where you've been, you know, a fan favourite for years. They're just about to be in the Champions League and you're deciding to move, you know, out of Europe. It's it's a big call, isn't it? Oh, it's a huge call because this was his chance to play in the Champions League. Yeah. And you can't get better than that. Wherever you go, and I'm not talking about Saudi because they're not in the Champions League, but wherever you went in this country or Europe, you, you can't get better than playing in the Champions League. And his side is just about to do that. So it's a huge call. But there's several factors that will come into this. Apart from the fact that he'll make an absolute fortune in Saudi. I mean, he'll become rich for the rest of his life. Now, if you want to take away the glory, i.e. of playing in a side that might win a big trophy or the Champions League or the Premier League or a trophy at Wembley, if it was Newcastle in the future, if you take that out, and if you're, you're working for a living and the living is to make the best for your family for the rest of time, then Saudi's going to tick a lot, a lot of boxes because you're going to make a fortune. And he's going to be with other players that have done the same thing. Probably Mores from, uh, from um, Man City. Uh, the same thing. I think... There's several things. First of all, there's the reality of your him that you're not going to be exactly a bit player, but you're not going to be first choice. I mean, if he looks at the end of last season, he wasn't starting game after game after game after game at Newcastle. So you've got to realise that, if you're him, that that's not going to happen. And regardless of what Eddie might say publicly about how he loves him and he does him and he, and he does and on a good day we all love Maxi. Good, what is there not to love? But the work rate is not there. And Dan Ashworth warned us when he first came in, you've got a trade. The only way around this fair uh, financial fair play is trade. You've got to get some decent money coming in to be able to spend. This releases Harvey Bonds. Now, if we somehow had managed to stagger 
the fee for bonds so that we still got them in and we kept maxi. The next question to you is, which one starts regularly in the team? Mm-hmm. And the answer would be Harvey Barnes. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be Maxi. It would be Harvey Barnes that would start. Um, and therefore, you've got to sacrifice somebody more than decent to be able to get an upgrade. And Newcastle see this as an upgrade. Let's cut out all these sort of in-between flowery stuff. If Newcastle United didn't see Harvey Barnes as an upgrade on Alan San Maximum, then they wouldn't sign Harvey Bonds and they would yeah. stick with San Maximum. Exactly. They see him as an upgrade. Now, they haven't done a lot wrong in the transfer market, Aaron. I'm not having to go Maxi. What I'm saying is they haven't done a lot wrong. And if they mm-hmm. say this guy is an upgrade, he's an upgrade. And if we have to sacrifice somebody along the way, then you do. There will always be split opinion with what I call it old-fashioned ball players. Hatton Ben Arthur. Lots of fans loved Hatton Ben Arthur. But you look at his end product and you think, was it good enough? A lot of fans loved Lauren Robert. But you look at his end product and say, was it good enough? In the same with this guy. If you've got skills, you're adored. If you've got panache and flair, you're adored. But are you a best team player? Not necessarily so. And for us to step forward, they're putting... Only time will prove whether it's a good meeting. I think that people don't realise how good Harvey Barnes is because when you thought of Leicester, you thought of Madison Mm -hmm. and you thought of Vardy. You thought of Madison, all the tricks, pinging the ball and you thought of Vardy two years ago, not now because of his age, on his bike, blistering off the last defender and tucking it away and that was Leicester. And so you forgot about how good Barnes was. And when when teams get relegated, it's so easy to just write off players that have actually stood out in in those teams, isn't it? I mean, Barnes last year in a very poor Leicester team got thirteen goals. Yes, you know, not to yes. be forgotten about. Yeah, in as you say, in a, in a Leicester side that was getting spanked, mm-hmm. um, he got thirteen goals. He's he, he has won an England cap. I think he could blossom into being quite a player. And yes, we'll always have fond memories of Maxi if he goes, and we're writing him off before he's gone. But I think it, it, there's a very, very, very good chance that he is going. That's why he wasn't at Rangers and why he's not flown to uh, America. Yeah. Um, I think he will go, and he's nobody's fool. I think he's realised that uh, he's no longer the main um, act in town, uh, which is what he was, and I think he loves being that. And um, you know, he'll go out and do wonderfully well for them and win some more fans over. Um, but my old mate Super Mac was always the man with Maxi because he had a bee in his bonnet about Maxi because he didn't, <laughs> and he was an England centre forward, so he knew what he was looking at about wingers because wingers made goals for him and he mm-hmm. thought like a centre forward. And he always said, put his goals and put his assists on the table, and, and yeah. neither are good enough. And, and he was quite, um, Persistent about that. Uh, and you've got to follow his point. He is an entertainer. I mean, on, when he played against Man City and he terrorised Kyle Walker, if I saw that player every week, I wouldn't dream of wanting him to go. But I tell you what, neither would Eddie Howe yeah. if that was a player he saw every week. But it's not the player, unfortunately, you say every week. And he can be a moody player. Let's be truthful. Maxi can be a moody player. 
you almost sometimes see him when he turns out sometimes bless him he looks like the invisible man doesn't he he's, had, he's got that many bandages on his on his <laughs> legs and his wrists and his head he, you know he looks as if um, but sometimes when the mood goes you think by Jove this today will be entertaining but there's other days when you get the uneasy feeling the mood's not quite there um, I will have lovely memories of Maxi if he does go but I, I think you can upgrade every single player in the world by the one that's obviously the best. You know, yeah. you, you can, if you've got Harry Kane, would you say Haaland it would be an upgrade? Well, if he only took goals last season, Kane probably got 30. Sensational. This other block of 52. There's, you can always, there's always somebody slightly better than yourself. And I, th uh, and I think with, with Maxi, it, it's really interesting because... As, as Supermax says, as you say, as we all say, goals and assists are not good enough. And I think if you if you just showed somebody the stats and the goals and you didn't tell them who it was, they would say, oh, yeah, you know, you can definitely upgrade it. But because it's Maxi, he's got this really weird sort of air of being, like, you know, amazing. And look, he is. Everybody goes on about the Manchester City game. He had Kyle Walker on toast. Everybody knows it. Everybody talks about that amazing goal he scored at Wolves almost a year ago. But that was his last goal for Newcastle almost a year ago. He, he yes. doesn't have the consistency. And I think I completely agree with you about I will have some fantastic memories. And everybody keeps making the point that under Bruce, when it was going bad, Maxi was the man that dragged us out of the relegation scraps. And, and we'll always be grateful for that. But I just think... Let's not kid ourselves that he's that he's irreplaceable. He is he's completely replaceable. I think Newcastle, for me personally, I think Barnes is an upgrade. I, I'm really excited to see that deal. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just such an interesting one about this sort of aura that he's that he's got around him. Well, Max Max is this lovable character. When you see him and you see his face smiling and you see him running and the beads are flying in the air now you're warm to him he's got that thing about him when you see him giving away rolex watches to punters and they in when you see him at a food bank or he, he has got that he's there's things that endear you to him he's that sort of guy and he always will be and god bless him for coming amongst us because he brightened out it and as we say in, in Steve Bush's day, he was the one thing that was worth admittance money because the rest of the team didn't entertain at all. It was worth putting your money down in the hope that you saw Maxi do something. But, I mean, everything gets taken better. I remember when Isaac Hayden was the best midfield player we had and people were chanting his name and saying, will you stay because he was going to leave for family reasons and we've got yeah. to stay because in the crowd were chanting his name. and everything. He's still with us. But we've forgotten about him, haven't we? Yeah. He's still with us, but he's been so overtaken in midfield by Bruno and Joe Linton and Joe Willock. And I mean, he's seen as yesterday's man, and, and, and he is. And I'm not comparing uh, uh, Maxi with Hayden because skill for skill, Maxi's up there right at the top. But I do think sometimes you've got to sacrifice a little bit of outlandish flair for for consistency yes. and i think what bonds will bring is is consistency maxi even those that absolutely adored him can never make a case out from being consistent because his form like a lot of, of ball playing wingers his form went up and down 
Yeah, absolutely. We'll move on because I feel like we could we could sit here and spend an yeah, hour talking about Matthew because he's that much of a talking point and, he, and he's splitting in that much. We'll move we'll move to the defense then, John, and and a player who again under Bruce was a, was an absolutely huge part of those of those relegation fights, and he's been a fantastic servant, and that is Jamal Lascelles. Now. He still has the captaincy and Kieran Trippier, you know, bless him, still make sure that every time he comes on the pitch, he gets the armband. Um, Lascelles is another player that Eddie Howe has essentially said, look, if he wants to stay, there's a place from here in the dressing room. He's, he's clearly a very, very good leader. He's a good presence behind the scenes. And I think Howe really appreciates that. He only played a handful of games last season. He didn't do himself, you know, a disservice in those. He had some tough games against... Manchester City and Liverpool. Um, what what do you make of his future and and what's your sort of which way are you leaning in terms of keeping him or getting rid of him this summer? I, to me, he's our Harry Maguire. He mirrors everything that's happening with Maguire at Manchester United. You know, you look at Manchester United. Maguire is made captain before this manager. Maguire is made captain. He's a, he's the England centre half. He's this big guy, as Lascelles is. He's a big presence. He is the fixture there. And then all of a sudden, you get a new manager comes in. He's stripped of the captaincy. Uh, oh, sorry, the same thing as Lascelles. He's mm -hmm. captain, but not on the side. Now he's stripped of the captaincy. I mean, Lascelles may as well be stripped of the captaincy because to all effects in purpose, the captain is Kieran Trippier. It's nice to leave and allow him to have this dignity because he's earned the right Lascelles to have that sort of dignity because he's done a terrific, terrific job for Newcastle United. And he was a, a, a leader very early when we were chaotic mm. and he was brought in the club. He was the young man then that became a leader when he wasn't the captain. And, and got annoyed at some of the things that were happening around him. I mean, he's been here an awful long time. And and he has earned the right, the right to have the respect that he has got from the, the other players and from the manager. But it is one of those situations, isn't it? It's exactly the same as, as Maxi. If he wants to stay, he can stay. The difference with Lascelles is he's not going to make you 30 million in the transfer market like Maxi, mm -hmm. which is why Maxi went, by the way. If Maxi was only going to make 5 million like Fraser or Dolo, he probably would still be here. Mm -hmm. but, but he can release big money. Lascelles isn't going to release big money. But if, if Lascelles wanted to go for first team football, we would let him go. And if you're being cruel, we wouldn't miss him. But he's good backup. He'll do the job as backup. But, I mean, the change is quite phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, the old Newcastle and the new Newcastle. The old Newcastle, Lascelles was untouchable as skipper and Maxie was untouchable as the number one performer. Now, neither are in the team. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how much we've improved very, very quickly. And, I mean... He, he was a terrific voice. Benitez made him skipper and quite rightly made him skipper. And he led by example. He's, he's played, what, 225 games for us? Um, but only seven in the Premier League last season, which is his worst return in his eight seasons here. Mm -hmm. So he is getting overtaken. As in time, everybody does. Ronaldo, second time in Manchester United, got overtaken. First time, he was a world superstar. It happens. 
it happens but I think he's got a lot to give this club he'll never be a di disruptive voice within the club which is what has been suggested with Ryan Fraser that will never happen with Lascelles and if he's happy to be a senior pro in the club with a voice in the dressing room and be a cover then Eddie Howe will be very grateful for that if he thinks it's like Maguire if he thinks he should go and because he's still a first team Premier League player and play elsewhere then he would go with Newcastle's blessing I'm pretty certain of that yeah absolutely and I think you touched on it there about Benitez being him captain and I think you know when people speak to me about the cells I think it's so easy to forget that when Benitez came in and he was trying to steady the ship after um, McLaren's sort of disastrous half a season. Lascelles really stepped up. He was a young centre-back in that dressing room. And I remember the 3-1 defeat at St Mary's against Southampton and Lascelles came out after and absolutely eviscerated his teammates and said, you know, we're, we're sleepwalking towards relegation. And that was the moment that he really sort of arrived on the scene as a potential leader. Is there is there a... A worry that that sort of part of his career gets forgotten if he just sort of blends in the background and then eventually leaves in 12 months' time? Or do you think he'll always have that sort of respect for the Newcastle fans because of how how he sort of acted back in the day? Yes, I think I think Aaron Niddy will always get that respect. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I think once a player's career at Newcastle United has ended, then fans step back and look at it. I mean, Maxi, there was a lot of feeling towards the end. Maxi was adored originally, then he always split opinion. But there was a lot of feeling last season, oh, he's not fitting in, get rid and all that. And then all of a sudden, when it looks as if you are getting rid, there's people will say, oh, but what a great present, us. this is not a good move. Maxi will be remembered with affection. And I believe that... Lascelles, once he goes, and I'm not meaning now, it might be in a couple of years' time, or it might be when it'll by the way, it'll be when he wants to go. Yeah. Because I think he's earned that right, and Eddie's very good on that. Um, and unlike Max, he's not going to bring us a fortune, so you can't, you know, put him a parachute and kick him out the plane because you need the money. Uh, he's not going to produce that much money. But he will have. Yes, he can be forgotten as this season goes on because if he stays, he probably only plays six games in the Premier League. He might well play in the FA Cup and the League Cup and, and whatever, and, but he'll not play a lot. But when he does go and his facts and figures are down in the record books and a long service and the dignity brought to this club, he will well be remembered because in the dark days when we had to stay afloat under Ashley for 14 years, we had two relegations and, and a, a, apart from that fifth top finish, a fight against relegation every season. And in that stage, people like Lascelles and Matt Ritchie, who we'll probably get on to, and, um, and Maxi, were vitally important to us. There's part of the stepping stones of history with Newcastle, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be top dog for the rest of the time. And being a nice guy, and both are nice guys, doesn't mean you get picked for the first team automatically. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, as you say, he's, he played such a big part in that in the old Newcastle United, hopefully that when, you know, when he does leave, whether it's this summer or next, he does sort of 
get that respect that he that he deserves despite falling down the pecking order. Now moving moving on to another player who's very, very similar to Lascelles in, in many respects, and that's Martin Dubravka. A yeah. player who had, you know, Newcastle fans, he was absolutely adored from his, his first debut against Manchester United. He, he he won them so many points back in the day when they were scrapping at the bottom under Steve Bruce. Very, very quick to jump ship last summer when Nick Pope came in. He just sort of stood back and said, look, I don't want to be in a battle for the number one spot. I'm going to leave and I'm going to go to Manchester United. Um, we all know how that worked out. And eventually, you know, he sort of came back with his tail between his legs in January and said, look, maybe I was a bit hasty. The sort of mood from Dubravka and Howe seems to have changed in the last couple of months. Howe seems to want to keep him. But ultimately, you've got, at the minute, five goalkeepers on the books. Carl Darla were expecting to go to make that four. Yes. Does Dubravka have a future as a, as a number two or or is it time yes. for him to go and maybe end his career as a number one elsewhere? That's up to him. Uh, the, the sadness, perhaps, Owen, is that while we can see Maxi being adored by fans and while we can see Lascelles being adored by fans and Dubovka has earned that right, but the way he left to Manchester United has tarnished a little bit yeah. his image. There's fans that say, ah, he was quickly out the door there. It's a shame that that's happened because it has to... You can understand the player wanting first team, but that was on loan and you got carried away because it was Manchester United. And But the gear was there, was very much in charge at that time. I mean, this lad did so well for us. In 2018, he was the North East Player of the Year, not just the Newcastle Player of the Year. And, and when he was on that run of being the Newcastle first team regular, the one thing that always used to be said about Newcastle United when they looked at the team was probably the only position we didn't need a new player in was goalkeeper because Dubovka was the Northeast Player of the Year. He was playing outstandingly well for us. But as I already said, when you talk about Maxie and Harvey Barnes and who else, there's always somebody better than you. And you know what? Nick Pope was an upgrade, is an upgrade on Dubovka. And, and that happens. That's life. That's football. Football is a harsh old world. You get paid a lot. You're a hero one day, but you mightn't be a hero the next day because somebody else comes along. Uh, and Nick Pope is, in my eyes, a, a, a step up on Martin Dubovka. He was 34 now, which is not old for a goalkeeper because goalkeepers go on a lot longer than outfield players. But, you know, it's a... The way he left for Manchester United is a shame because it has sullied his position. And yeah. how ironic is it? I mean, when Pope got sent off, Dubovka went in goal against Liverpool and all of a sudden he didn't play one Premier League game for Manchester United, but all of a sudden he can't play in the League Cup final for us because the only game, couple of games he played for Manchester United was in the League Cup. Yeah. How ironic for him was that? And how awful for us was that? Because it, it, it meant we had to take a risk on Carriers who did nothing wrong and, and, and is still in the record books as his only competitive game for Newcastle United was in the Cup final. I mean, he, he could be in the record books and in, in the Guinness Book of Records for time if he doesn't get a game elsewhere i mean yeah you, i mean it was obvious with the newcastle goalkeeping situation the way it was at the end of last season that either carl dollar or martin dubrovka would have to be sold uh, because 
you couldn't keep and you wouldn't wish to keep them both when you've got Pope. Um, in a way, you can understand why it's Dolo who wants to go. He's a bit younger than Dubrovka. He's got more of his career in, in front of him. He wants first-team football. Dubrovka's 34. He, he went to Manchester United only as a cover-keeper, not first choice. He's a cover-keeper at Newcastle, so he's not any worse off. If he got a transfer now, he'd only be a cover-keeper if it was to a Premier League club. And he would have to drop down to the championship or or even beneath to get a number one job. So, and he is a nice lad. It's a shame that this Manchester United thing boomeranged on him. But, you know, the way I see it is you really need four goalkeepers. And the four for Newcastle this season will be Nick Pope, Dubrovka is number two, Garius is number three, and Gillespie is number four. Gillespie could easily have gone. But you need a four because if you get an injury to one of them, you've got to have three keepers the whole time. And Gillespie's got a year. But it, it it's because he's willing to sit as number four keeper. He's not... I mean, it it's obvious that he's not going to take part at first team level because he, we could have played him in the League Cup final. Mm-hmm. But we went out and found carriers, didn't we, without the club and played him. So it's obvious that Gillespie is in that fourth slot. And he's taken that for this season. But um, the three goalkeepers, I would expect, is to be Pope, Dubrovka and, and Karius. So so on on that sort of basis, if you think if Mark Dubrovka, for whatever reason, leaves this summer and, and gets a good offer elsewhere, do you think Newcastle need to dip in the market and get another backup? Or do you think Loris Karius is, is good enough to be a number two? He could. We we don't really know, do we? Because I it's think so he, hard to tell, isn't it? Because he, yeah. he's looked very good in the in the two friendlies the last couple of days, and as you say, did nothing wrong in the League Cup. And I think the fact that he has kept him round shows he's clearly doing something behind the scenes. But we just yeah. aren't sure whether he's good enough to be sort of a standard he, for Pope yet, do we? The sadness from his point of view is his career got in, it was firstly, uh, done by and sullied by him with Liverpool in the Champions League final. I mean, mm-hmm. that hangs over him like a, a damp cloak uh, and will never be forgotten and has boomeranged on the rest of his career. There's absolutely no question about that. I think he's a very good number three. Well, I don't know if I'd want him as a number two. If I needed number two, I would want either Dubrovka or Darlow to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, and and... You've got it. I mean, Eddie Howe's a shrewd cookie. You've got to think he's sat down and talked with, um, thinks exactly the same way as we think. Either Dubrovka or Dolo can be my number two, Carriers is three, and, and Gillespie's four. But he's got to have a reassurance that before he sells Dolo to Hull, Leeds, Middlesbrough, all the clubs, it's been, before he sells him, Dubrovka is not going to get on his high horse and say, I want to leave after Dolo's left, because then we are in trouble. You know, you've got to have some reassurance that, that Dubrovka has said to how I will stay and be a backup keeper, and therefore he would he will then sell Dolo. I think I think if Dubrovka has said that and he does stay as a number two, it will it will do something to fix that relationship that he sort of <clears throat> sullied with the Castle fans because it's funny, I think if it had been a lot of other clubs that he jumped ship to last summer, it wouldn't have mattered as much. But the fact he went to Manchester United, where he knew he was going to be a number two anyway, it did, as you say, tarnish that reputation. 
just a little bit. It'll be very, very interesting to see whether he stays or grows between now and the end of the summer. Um, moving back to an attacking player that we're going to talk about, and that's Jacob Murphy. Now, if we'd have been sat here 12 months ago talking about Jacob Murphy, I think everybody would be very, very surprised that he was still a part of this club, especially in and around the first team. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. I think you go back to the cup final and I think around that time of, of the season, I remember Murphy came off the bench in the cup final and he looked really direct and sharp and he was creating chances. He very nearly scored a very good goal towards the end. And that really sort of acted as a platform for him between the, then and the end of the season. He got back into Howe's plans. He, you know, took Miguel Almiron's spot on that right-hand side. Um, we we expect that he will be still with Newcastle beyond the summer. I don't think yeah. we're looking to sell him. But what, what does Murphy's future hold? Do, do you see him having another season like he did last season? Or did you think he's maybe salvaged that Newcastle career, but only for the short term? Yes, uh, I don't see him as a first-team regular um, because that's going to be very tough in the wide places because you've got Almiron, who's scored a lovely goal at Rangers, which was quite reminiscent to the way he was scoring the same type of finish as he was before Christmas Mm -hmm. of last season. Uh, He dried up in the second half of the season, but he took it like that. You've got Almiron for the two positions, the two wide positions. You've got Almiron. You've got um, Gordon, who a lot's expected of, having got the lift of scoring against Chelsea and the way he played in the under-21s for England when he was player of the tournament and the way he played up at Rangers. He's got to be big time. Harvey Barnes will come if, 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 um, if Maxi goes, so there's another winger. You've got Joe Linton that plays out there. You've got Anderson that plays out there, and you've got Murphy. So I, I mean, Murphy surprised me in the in the nicest of ways last season because when he got in the team, he did well. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no question about that. But I do not see him as a regular first teamer. I don't think he's going to overtake. Harvey Barnes or Almirin or Anthony Gordon or Joe Linton, if Joe Linton's not playing middle of the park, but playing as a left winger, which he will do on occasions, mm-hmm. um, I think he's going to be chief support. Um, but he's done well. He's got a terrific attitude, which is very, very important to Eddie because he's big on that. And this guy's got that. And he's willing to work both ways, front and back. Um, yeah. So he's a valued member of the squad. But unlike the other guys that we've talked about so far, like Maxi and, and Lascelles and uh, Dubrovka, he was never, Murphy's never been an established first teamer who suddenly dropped into the shadows. Yeah. He's been in the shadows, nipped out the shadows, and is back in the shadows. <laughs> um, but I can see why he's still at the club. But I don't think he's going to become a first team regular but he's going to be regular squad player. I think, as you say, he surprised a lot of people last season by how well he did when he came in the team. And I think what, what's very good to see is that, as you say, very good personality, very good attitude off the pitch. And Eddie Howe always used to say in press conferences, you would not believe the work that Jacob Murphy is doing on the training pitch. I've never seen someone work as hard. And I think that, coupled with the fact he's a boyhood Newcastle fan, it never really worked out for him at Newcastle. 
very good to see him sort of getting amongst the goals and getting a good run in the team last season. As we say, we, we do expect him to be um, still with the club beyond the summer. A couple of players that we know are going to be with the first team beyond the summer because they've signed new deals is that of, as we've talked about, Mark Gillespie, the goalkeeper, Paul Dummett and Matt Ritchie. Now, a lot of this, I suspect, is going to you know rest on the fact that Newcastle need a certain amount of homegrown players for the yes. Champions League and Gillespie and Dummett and all that sort of fit that mould. Um, yeah, Is that how you see it? Are they just sort of making up the numbers this season as, as harsh yes. as it sounds? It's it's very harsh to say that, but yes, they are. Uh, the final thing I think on Murphy, you know, is that the great club sides, Aaron, aren't determined by 1 to 11, your first team, when everybody's fit, because everybody presumes off, your 1 to 11 is okay, you're great. No, but 12 to 22, that is often where great clubs become great or don't, because... 12 to 22 is sometimes neglected because you think 1 to 11 and then there's no depth and, and that's what Murphy provides and that's what the cells will provide mm -hmm. and that's what Dubovka will provide. But I mean, yes, we've talked about Richie, we've talked about Gillespie, we've talked about Dummett. Um, I think what you said, you hit the nail on the head, this homegrown thing and English players and all that sort of thing becomes very important. But also, the squad isn't even 22, is it? It's 25, you know, for the for the Premier League. And those bottom pegs, if you like, have got to be filled. Now, there's a lot of players won't fill those bottom pegs because they're more ambitious than that. And that's understandable. But the people we are talking about here... I mean, Richie, now 33. Dummett, one club man, apart from being on loan, the wrong end of 30, and Gillespie, at his age, being where he is, they're willing to stay on um, for what is, in all our cases, one more year at the moment. Mm -hmm. isn't it? And that surprised a lot of people, including me to a certain extent, that they were given that extra year's extension. It surprised me, but yet with hindsight, it doesn't because you've got to fill those lower pegs and you've got to have homegrown. You can't have 25 players all brought in from the continent and meet all the criteria, financial fair play and everything else. So you can see why they've been given that. And, you know, Matt Ritchie has been a terrific servant to Newcastle United over a long, long period here. Um and, of course, he's been even a longer servant to uh, Eddie Howe, who he had him at Bournemouth. Dummett can fill left-back in in centre-half and is a local lad. And Gillespie's the fourth-choice keeper. So you can see why they've got an extra year. But I don't think in a year's time he'll be given an extra year again. Mm -hmm. I think this is their, their nice hurrah to Newcastle United. is yeah. one more season. And I think, as you say, you know, it is a nice horizon isn't it? You know, the fact that they're probably not going to play in the Champions League, but the fact that they're going to be in and around that environment after what they've given. I mean, you know what will happen, Aaron? You know what will happen? Eddie will bring on Dummett in the 88th minute of a yeah. home leg in the Champions League for Newcastle. Yeah. Just, just so he he's played for Newcastle in the Champions League. Because yeah. he's yeah. thoughtful like that, you know. I yeah. mean, he is. Eddie Howe will bring Dummett on in 87 minutes at home to... Sparta Prague or uh, making up, you know, not necessarily yeah. 
to Real Madrid, but and he'll bring him on and, he, and he'll probably do the same with Richie. He won't with Gillespie because you don't with a keeper, but he'll probably do the same with Richie so you can say you yeah. played in the Champions League. Absolutely. And I, and I feel like I, I know we're talking about these players being complete backups and, you know, surplus to requirements, but, but, but also, as we spoke about with Lascelles and other players, mentality is so key to Eddie Howe, isn't it? And I think Matt Ritchie especially, as we said with Lascelles, such a big presence in that dressing room. Every time he comes on the pitch, you hear him shouting. You know, everybody always goes on about that moment at Brentford where he has his arm around Anthony Gordon and he's trying to calm him down. Matt Ritchie, more than the others, offers actually real leadership in that dressing room, doesn't he? He does, and in, in, in good form. And if we remember, uh, that le- often if you're a leader of men and you think that things aren't going well behind the scenes or the sloppiness is coming in, you get agitated, didn't you? And he, remember he got agitated with Steve Bruce. Remember he snapped at him on the training ground because, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, well, we're getting three days off a week and we're getting a little bit sloppy and standards aren't what they were now. And he got he got quite sloppy. And he, good for him. Um, and I think his attitude is first class, has been all his, his career. Um, I mean, what he's been with us now, for what, uh, I mean... Great amount of seasons, uh, Richie, and since, since the championship season, so yeah, seven yeah. eight years now. I mean, I, I at one time I felt because I thought he's he's very um, aggressive in in front up and does everything you want, but I always remember at one stage at Newcastle under the old regime when Ashley was there and managers, I suddenly found. They were playing wing back, but essentially they were playing full back. We had Murphy full back on one side and Richie full back on the other. And they were running more towards their own goal than they were towards the opposition goal. And they're essentially wingers. And yeah. I mean, I, I, Matt Richie, bless him, about three times, wondering where the winger is, he's trying to mark. And he's a winger himself, almost screwed himself into the ground, turning around that much. <laughs> Where's he? Where's he gone? And it, because. They were, they were having to do what didn't come naturally. So they've put in the time and earned the respect um, that they've got now. But then, um, uh, you know, well done, Matt, because he's been living away from a family that wanted him to move back down to Bournemouth and et cetera, et cetera. And he's spent all that time uh, working up here and he's doing it for one more season. And... Um, He's he's earned a lot of respect and he's been a quality player. He really has. And Paul Dummett's interesting because, again, my old mate Super McCon, whose career was finished effectively by he was 28 at Arsenal when he got a very bad knee injury. He retired at 29, but for a year he tried to recover from that injury. And he got, he's a was a big Dummett fan in the old days when Dummett was doing so. He thought he was the best defender in the club. Mm-hmm. In the Ashley days, in, mm-hmm. in in the boost days, you know, because out and out defender, he he always said he, he was a bit of a reminder of Frank Clark, who was our fullback when Supermac was playing and we made the cup final of seventy four, etc. Um, and he always thought he was a good good defender, but he can't believe he can thoroughly believe why Newcastle want to keep him because he's a good lad, he's reliable. He's good defensively, he's a left-back and as a centre-half, um, he's a local lad, etc., etc. 
but Superman can never understand why Dummett doesn't want to go because he says you can't get your career back. And, and, and he'll be sitting on the bench all next season. I mean, he played one game last season mm-hmm. when it was in a League Cup or something. He never played at all in the Premier League. At all. Uh, you know, and so you're almost sacrificing your career for your pension uh, or for your love of the club. I yeah. think in Paul's case, for your uh, Jody, for your love of the club. But as Supermax says, whose career was finished at 28, you can't get these years back. He'll retire and never have him played. He'll play as much next season as he did last season. And and for what? Wouldn't it be better to go and play? I'm happy for him to be here, but I can see where Supermac was coming from. And, you know, if I'm Paul, you've got to accept your, your limitations at Newcastle now. For goodness sake, he's an orthodox left-back and he's not even the cover for Newcastle. The centre-half is our left-back, Dan Byrne. And then mm-hmm. there's there's target uh, in the in the, as number two, and then there's there's uh, Dummett. And if you're looking at left sided centre half, which is his other position, you've got Botman established, and you've got Burn waiting there. So he's not going to get many chances to play. And um, but we can see why, from the club's point of view, Richie and Dummett and Gillespie are here. From their point of view, it might be different. It's more understandable with Richie and. Um, Paul, but you see, he's never been anywhere else. He played on yeah, loan. It's all he knows, it's all he knows is Newcastle. It is, and, and he loves him, and he loves him so that you can rather understand, I guess. Um, but I wonder, you know, if if he'll regret. I often wonder, Steve Arbour was at Newcastle for about 21 years and he played about uh, 150 games for them mm-hmm. in all that time, you know, and he was touted at one stage to be an England, possible England international goalkeeper. But he sat behind Shea Given for so long. And I wonder deep inside him whether he thinks, if I had that career again, I'd go and play a few more games somewhere else, you know, because I didn't play an awful lot. He would never admit that now, because his love of Newcastle kept him here in the same way as Paul Dummett. But I often think, you know, the... You can see, hey, if we're opening that kind of worms, you can see Alan Shearer. Does he think that if he was the greatest goal scorer we've ever had, but does he ever think if I'd gone to Manchester United, that I would have had three Premier yeah. League titles, five cups, and whatever, and he never won anything? I mean, you can, you can say about so many players, not just in Cass. I mean, Harry Kane at the moment is, you know, oh, I know he's on, yes. he's on course to maybe break the, the scoring record, but he could potentially finish his career having not won a single major trophy. Yeah, at least at least at least um, Shearer won the Premier League with Blackburn. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, he, I mean, it's it's it is very very interesting, and on Dummett especially, as you say, he hasn't been anywhere else. It's all he really knows. He can't seem to stay fit. He probably knows that. Is he just thinking that you know I could go elsewhere with a club that isn't in the Champions League and and maybe play, but maybe also be on the sidelines? Do I just want to be on the sidelines where at least I know the club and I'm and I'm respected? And, and and as as we said Aaron, earlier on, both Richie and Dummett, I bet you they come on in the 86 minute of a yeah. Champions League game this season. And it'll and they, all be worth it. And, they, and Eddie has said, that's made it worth you staying another year yeah. at Newcastle because you've played yeah. in the Champions League for Newcastle United. And I will guarantee you that they'll come up. Mind, they mightn't have time to tie the bootlaces up before the final whistle goes, but I bet they come on. 
Well, I hope so. I certainly hope we see them both in the group stage at St James's Park, as you say, against one of those lesser teams. Um, John, we'll, ju- we'll just finish with a very quick, uh, quick keep or sell for some of the players that we've mentioned, some of the players that we're not too sure about whether they're going to stay. So we'll discount the last sort of three or four that we spoke about. Maxi, uh, we're, we're pretty sure he's going to go, aren't we? Yes, I think he is going to go because I think despite what Eddie Howe says about wants to keep him, I think deep down Eddie Howe knows he's got to sacrifice him else this Harvey Barnes uh, deal might end up in the same way as James Madison deal did, not completed, and the Kevin Turney deal might not yeah. completed. And, you know, it's a hard old world out there. For us to make certain we get Barnes, Maxie's probably got to go. And from Maxie's point of view, he'll think, I'm getting me wages doubled in Saudi. I I got the message last season that I'm going to be an impact sub off the bench and little more this coming season. Mm-hmm. And I am obviously not treasured quite as much because they're going out for Barnes anyway. Yeah. So, yes, I think he'll go. Um, he's been, he was left out of Rangers, he's left out of the tour. If that doesn't tell him, you'll be best to go with a big kiss from all of us, Maxi. Um, then you know, and he's a bright guy, he'll get that message, and I think it'll suit both clubs. There'll be a bit of reluctance, Maxi will be a bit reluctant to leave us, and we'll be a bit reluctant to lose him. But the, the bottom line is, I think it'll happen. Yeah, I think I think we're all of you agreement with that. I think you, you've hit the nail on the head there. It is sad to see him go, but ultimately the club are moving on. Lascelles now, Lascelles is a is a very interesting one, you know, because again, it's it's probably in his hands. Keep ourselves. What are you thinking? I think it's totally in his hands, as you said. Um, uh, if he want, if he pushed and wanted to go because he he, he thought he could skip our side in the Championship or the lower half of the Premier League then I'm certain Newcastle would say right. But I can I can see him staying um, unless suddenly a club come in that flawed him and flawed how. You know, a club come in late and said, we'll take him. And in that case, if it appealed to both, they would let him go. But I, keep him for the moment because what have we got? I mean, it's okay if we do go out and sign us another centre-half. But are we going to? And if we don't, we've got Botman, we've got Burnham, we've got Shaw, and what else have we got? So yeah. keep yourselves. Yeah, very, very short at centre-back if they don't go out and sign there. And, and just finally, Dubravka, another one who it's probably 50-50 as to whether he leaves this summer. I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay as number two and Dolo will go. And I, I would accept that. Uh, you can't keep Dolo and Dubravka. Because you've already got Carriers and Gillespie haven't signed new contracts. So one of them two, Dolo and Dubrovka, has got to go. And Dolo's the one that's pushing. And Dolo's the one with a lot of suitors because he's that bit younger than Dubrovka. And I think he'll go and Dubrovka will stay. Yeah, absolutely. I think, as you say, quite a lot of Newcastle United fans would accept that if Dubrovka stayed to be number two. Well, John, thanks very much for joining us as ever on Let's Talk About. It's been 
a very, very good debate about some of those players that we might see leaving the club. Uh, thank you to everyone who's listening uh, on your podcast provider. Please remember to drop us a follow and a like. We'll have more podcasts coming in the next couple of days. We'll have a big YouTube video as well about Alan St. Maximum and his, uh, what looks like his exit to Saudi Arabia. Uh, Andrew Musgrove should be back next week um, from his paternity leave, which I'm sure you're all very, very happy about. But until then, we'll speak to you very soon and have a very good weekend. Cheers.